This is David Colosi with a new Napping Wizard session. This time I'm talking with multimedia artist Han Muquan, or Muquan Han. Han recently had an exhibition at Gyeongin Art Museum in Seoul, Korea. To make this work, he was granted special access to multiple power facilities, many of them nuclear, all in South Korea. His work has been heavily based in video projects, but it explores a wide range of media, as you'll hear in our conversation. Born in South Korea, he has been living and making art in New York for many years. We met about 10 years ago as artists in residence at the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council. To get a full sense of exactly what we're talking about, I encourage you to take a quick look at hanmukwan.com backslash drum. The spelling is in the description. 매일같이 전기를 쓰면서도 사실 전기가 어떻게 만들어지는지도 잘 모르고 아예 관심이 없는 경우도 많지요. 에너지를 만들기 위한 과정, 그 안에서 희생되는 자연을 미디어 아트로 풀어낸 작가가 있습니다. 김민혁 기자가 만나봤습니다. 원자력 발전소에서 나온 방사능 폐기물을 담은 노란 드럼통. 이 드럼통이 묻히는 공간인 땅속의 돌들이 형광등을 향해 달아옵니다. 형광등이 깨지고 불은 하나 둘씩 꺼집니다. 전기를 생산하기 위해 희생된 땅의 반격을 표현했습니다. 전기는 눈에 보이지 않았고 눈에 보이지 않는 것들을 만들어내는 거대한 공장이 너무 인상적이었고 그것을 한번 작업으로 만들어보고 싶었습니다. 10여 년 동안 미디어 아트 작업을 해온 작가는 원전 내기를 포함해 화력과 수력 발전소를 직접 관찰했고 경주 방패장에서 가져온 돌들을 초원 위에 펼쳐 심장의 리듬, 심전도를 표현해냈습니다. 발전소에서 쓰는 물을 얼려 드럼을 치는 퍼포먼스도 선보입니다. 실제 우리가 그 고마움을 못 느끼고 있지만 그래도 그 전기를 이제 앞으로 사용하면서 또 아껴 쓰면서 그 아껴 쓰는 자체가 앞으로 우리 미래 또 우리 다음 세대 남겨줘야 할 발전소에서 시작하는 전기 생산부터 원전 폐기물 처리 과정까지. 에너지의 소중함과 자연의 고마움을 생각해 보는 자리입니다. KBS 뉴스 김민혁입니다. So first, tell me who are you? Hey, what, what can I introduce? My name and age and came from what that kind of thing? <laughs> your age, your shoe size, the width of your bicep, if you have all your teeth, you know, all the important things. <laughs> This is Mugan Han. Friends started called me Han Solo, and after I got married, they removed the Solo. Now Han is my name. And came from Korea. So Han Mukwan, welcome to the Brick Podcast Studio and the Napping Wizard Sessions. An unusual exhibit about nature's sacrifice to produce energy is underway in Seoul. The art show is an expression of our gratitude for nature that provides us with electricity. So we've known each other for quite a long time. Like 10 years. But you just had this solo show in Seoul that I wanted to talk about. So where was the show in Seoul? Called the Gyeongin Museum, and next one would be in Gumho Museum. And when does that show open? July 23rd, 2020. Yeah. It's supported by the Korean nuclear hydraulic power plant. So let's get into that, because the show you did now is also related to the access you had to a nuclear power plant, right? Yeah, access, and I visited nine nuclear power plants 
and it was really limited to take a picture and make a video. So many restrictions and rules. So I got some, but it's hard to show in the museum. So I chose some really important part not against their law. There are nine power plants in South Korea. Were they all in, in Seoul or different parts of South Korea? Mostly around the ocean and the big river. So my hometown is the southeast part around the Busan area. And their east coast has most power plants. One hour from my home, I could reach 19 active nuclear power plants. 19? Yeah, 19. Wow. Would you say that the majority of South Korea's energy comes from nuclear? I think 90%. There are lots of power plants, fire and wind. The level is different. Wind power plant is like one megawatt, but nuclear power plant is like 1,400 megawatt. Is there any, like, coal or natural gas? Yeah, there is. They import from China and like, other countries. Yeah. So to run these 19 nuclear power plants in South Korea, is it uranium or is it manufactured plutonium or what's the... In Korea, they cannot make uranium. Korea import from U.S. Okay, so everything that's used to run these power plants is from the U.S. Yeah, extraction is illegal in Korea. U.S. doesn't allow to do that. North Korea, they do it. They have really pure uranium, like high quality. Do you know in North Korea, is the majority of their energy from nuclear power? They use thermal power plant, like firepower. They have lots of core. And they can't have nuclear power because everyone else is preventing them from doing that. Yeah. Under the threat that they would create weapons also. Yeah. Yeah, it's just another way for the United States to have a monopoly on uranium and control South Korea, if not North Korea. How many artists get access to these nuclear power plants? Deep inside, there was so restricted some artists volunteer to visit there. And then some foundations can help. So did you have to apply for it? In my case, I started by myself and some workers helped me. Like you said, hey, I'm interested in doing this. How can I do it? Yeah. So since the beginning, they are interested in bringing me deeper and deeper. They liked it. They helped it. Maybe because... They think they do something for art, for social. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, they said, like, no, no, no. But yeah, getting yes more and more. Do you think part of it for them is that by you making work about it, that you can be like an ambassador to the public? I think they can show in public because it's really clean and the facilities are really safe. Of course, they are target of many protesters, so they don't want to make any problem. In my opinion, they can be proud by themselves.
yeah, I guess later we can talk about where you are with the safety of it and how beneficial it is. But let's talk about the pieces you made for the show. I was interested in nuclear. When I came to New York, everyday news about Korea was North Korean missile. So I was curious, what's missile and what's nuclear? When I was in Korea, I didn't care about nuclear or missile thing because it's an everyday issue. And although North Korea launched missile this morning, yeah, no one cared about it. it. It's just normal. So it's just an everyday thing yeah. that we make more of a bigger deal out of. Yeah, maybe in the state, need the news. And governmental enemy. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's harder to say, but we know the politics. Yeah, yeah. So 2014, Metropolitan Museum show called Golden Kingdom. And this one is called Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva. Yeah. Kind of god, like a saint. From like what period um, and what region? From BC 75 to AD 963. Almost 1,000 years, my hometown was capital of a dynasty. And when we dig the ground, we can find treasures. Even when I was 17 years old, my high school has a construction work. There was ink plate. It didn't go to the museum. It went to the principal's office. Another example was one of the gravestone, like six meters, seven meters. It describes about this king protected our country. Also from around the same period? Yeah, it was like AD 700. Uh -huh. So 1300 years ago. Yeah. Some people use it as a laundry plate. To clean their laundry on or they yeah. like flipped it over? <laughs> this, side's, this side's smoother because there's no engraving on it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I understand they don't care about the letters, but yeah, it's uh, how my hometown people live. So it's kind of two things. It's one, your town is so historic that the whole place is an archaeological site. So people are finding things often and when they do it's not out of the ordinary so it's just like oh this is a great stone i think i'll just iron my shirts on <laughs> so yeah i came from there okay so then you go to the met and you see this bodhisattva and this king's crown and the belt i lived 100 meter away from your hometown my home my home is there that's where that was found just like one block away wow but now it's at the met now it's in the Central Museum in Seoul. At that time, it was Korean treasure number one. These guys cannot go out of Korea. And eventually, this came to the Met, and it was first time to see the Silla treasure, even me. My hometown museum has all the fake things. Replicas? Yeah. So it was first time to see real treasure. Yeah, yeah it was actually right next to my home. Yeah. And then if I go left side to the ocean, Pacific Ocean, here, yeah, seven active nuclear power plant. All right, so you have this connection to your hometown. All right, so because this is radio, describe what you're looking at. Okay, this one is 180 meter below the ground. It's uh, 
stone layers like Onkalu. Okay, so you're saying that they built it in those locations because there's just significant bedrock. Yes. Like you mentioned Onkalu in Finland. Where, you know, the reason they dug so deep there because there's no seismic activity, the bedrock is really solid, you don't have to worry about earthquakes. So this is one of the sites where they built these nuclear power plants. So Korean used East Ocean, like big amount of water as coolant. Yeah. So when I was there, it was endless. I could take only this picture. And so this photograph is in the show and it's multiple container drums. And you're saying the panoramic view yeah. could never capture how many of these are. And what's inside of each of these? Uh, the cloth and the shoes and gloves, the nuclear power plants workers used. So it's hard radioactive waste. Yeah, intermediate and low radioactive. And even that has such an extremely long decay rate. And this isn't even like liquids or gases. In Korea, they can extract high level because it's USA and Russia controls high level. Waste, you mean? Low-level waste? Yeah, low yeah, waste. yeah, like contaminated materials. And you said it was buried deep in the bedrock, stored in those canisters? Yeah, it's just stored, and it will keep going. The decay rates of this stuff, you know, it's hundreds of thousands of years. And what you do with this waste in places like Unkalo it's one solution, but even that enormous facility is only going to take care of a fraction of the waste that Finland produces. Yeah. I actually brought some video clips what I have got from water power plant and thermal power plant. So when I have a chance to show that clip, I prefer to show that because Everybody saying nuclear is bad and another power plant is good. But core power plant, they use a really big amount. But in my opinion, after tour or other power plants, that's the same issues as well. Like big amount of trees, big amount of core, where they came from. It's under the ground. And I still think it's not a nice idea for next generation as well. So we really think about the real earth and real nature for next generation or even for us. It's one year later, two years later story, not like hundred years or later, it's current issue, actually. Yeah. I mean, 100,000 years, which is how long they need Unkolo to stay undisturbed. You know, and you think about how long that is. I mean, the earliest cave paintings we know are so many thousands of years old, not 100,000. Yeah. I mean, just the amount of time we're talking about and that we're leaving garbage but yeah, it's, it's a problem for us now and this year and next year yeah. because nuclear energy is becoming more and more commercialized or people want to make it more commercialized. But this question of waste is still 
unresolved and everyone's sort of saying, well, someone will figure that out. Someone will figure that out. Mm. But if we're leaving it for 100,000 years. There is solution. It's making really nice battery. Because mm, nuclear power plant makes really big amount of electricity. And there is no store for that, no storage. So it just disappears. It's, it's, like it's making so much energy that it's excess energy. Yeah. If we make like real big battery, then we can save the electric city and then we can save the earth. Right. Sixty years later, I think scientists and industry workers, they can make at least batteries or any solution for the waste, I hope. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we're leaving that task to them, though. <laughs> well, we're just going to make all this energy because we need it, but we're going to leave all this garbage for you because you'll be able to figure out how to uh. use it, you know? that's I guess that's where I start to question it more. It's like to just say all oh, this cool garbage <laughs> mm. that you'll find a use for. I mean, mm. as someone who makes art out of found objects, one person's trash is another person's treasure. <laughs> yeah. Like I kind of believe in that in one sense, but when it comes to radioactive waste and like 100,000 years in the future, I'm kind of like, no, you know, that's irresponsible. Yeah, current situation is waste or global warming. That's the other thing that I think politicians in support of nuclear energy are using to say, hey, we can commercialize nuclear energy to get ourselves out of this global warming situation mm. because it has very little carbon footprint. Then what? Then we have all this radioactive waste and then someone else has to deal with it. And I know that certain nuclear plants are using thorium. So, you know, there are ways that it's changing. So there's less and less waste and more of it is kind of recycled in and siphoned out. So I'm not saying it's a lost cause, but it's still and always kind of has been kicking that ball further and further. Yeah. But Two things we have on our hands. Yeah. Exactly. Yellow drum containers loaded with radioactive waste from a nuclear power plant. So was that the only photograph you could take? I took many and they don't allow to use in public. Actually, this one I cannot show, mm. but it's important part in my installation because my show is drum and the background of drum is from this picture. Without this my drum is meaningless. Right. These are drums of radioactive material. And then you know, the centerpiece of the show is a snare drum with other things happening to it. So what's the connection between the drum and the drum? Okay, when I was in power plant, my first impression was disturbing sound. And if we record a million people's heartbeat and then play at once. It would be sound like this. Ah. Like engine sound is tong 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 and turbines and heartbeat sound be same like big protesters heartbeat. Yeah, so you heard a relationship between the sound of the turbines 
in the nuclear plant and yeah. like a mass of protesters, their heartbeat on the outside. And yeah, whatever the reason, it's their opinion and their lives. Mm-hmm. So I respect their lives. Yeah, so you're making a parallel between their heartbeat and the heartbeat of the nuclear power plant. I think it's big harmony. It's, they're in harmony, yeah. So I started with the shape of electric city in the nature. Uh-huh. It's uh, lightning. Lightning, yeah. And second one, imagine from the bottom to the nuclear power plant ceiling. Yeah, I think I saw you had a picture of you looking up at the dome, visualizing the energy. Yes. I'm standing the bottom of the nuclear power plant filled with blue water called Cherenkov water. Mm-hmm. Cherenkov water. It's like a sonic boom, but with light instead of sound. When nuclear fission has a color like blue. Mm-hmm. It's, it's radiation that's emitted when charged particles move through a medium, in this case water, and faster than the speed of light within that medium. It's blue because the particles have higher frequencies and shorter wavelengths. So more light with shorter wavelengths appears blue. So I was in the middle of Cherenkov water and watching the ceiling of nuclear power plant. So for your purpose, blue water is creating a form of lightning, an electromagnetic reaction that is invisible and difficult to photo or video. Inside the power plant, there was a black pipe. Mm-hmm. It's all about boric acid. Boron is controller for nuclear reaction. It makes slow down. It absorbs neutrons or something? I can say it's reflection. It's boron is small glass. Right, so it's kind of faceted like a diamond or something, so it has a lot more surface area, and it can refract. Nuclear fission is so fast, so only thing can speed down is boron so far. Right, Right. so when we talk about a chain reaction, that's the speed of it. Yeah, in Chernobyl, they use a slow coolant with uh, graphite. Graphite? It makes slow down, but at the beginning, when graphite goes into the water, it makes speed really fast, and then it's getting slowed down. So Russian Chernobyl use graphite, so eventually it makes explosion. They calculated it's going to slow down, but they ignored right after the graphite, it makes faster. Like initially putting the graphite in speeds it up, but then it starts cooling and slowing down. Right after that accident, they didn't expose that issue because they don't want to get blamed. Uh And one scientist exposed like, hey, we used cheap graphite for controller, and that was the problem. And I heard just a few power plants still using graphite, but uh, they resolved that problem, I think, I hope. Yeah. So boron is also mixed with water? Yes. I asked how they control. They controlled 12,000 ppm to start nuclear fission in the Cherenkov water. 
the blue water. So it's white powder, and it's like plaster for art casting. That size a bag, and they put the white powder in the blue water. Is the white powder like borax or boron? Yeah, that boron. Yeah, okay. Boron is white. They controlled like 20,000 ppm, then it start fission. And it goes more, then they need to slow down, then they put more boric acid, boron. So you were looking at lightning as a visualization of electricity. And then you're inside this nuclear power plant and you're looking up at this dome. You're surrounded by this water that's cooling it. And you're looking up at the roof of the dome. So you're not seeing anything like lightning. You're not seeing light flashes. You're just seeing the plant and the gears and the pipes. Yeah. So you're not visualizing electricity. You're just visualizing where you know the electricity is. Electricity is invisible. Another impression was like a beeper sound. It's like big, big, big. And then it's getting faster, like a big, 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 big. Uh-huh. It, yeah, Which is also like a heart rate. In, inside of reactor. Uh, right. Because we're so programmed to think when that beeping speeds up, something's, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and when it slows down, we're in trouble too. Because when it slows down to nothing, it means you're dead. In the yellow can, there was four millisieverts. And 0.1 is the U.S. law allowed the exposing radio reaction. But you're saying 0.1 is the what's considered the safe level in yeah. the United States, but yeah. these cans have four. Another plane was if we get X-ray 4,000 times at once, that's easy to understand what, what's happened. from the ground where these barrels were buried fly toward the fluorescent lights. The fluorescent bulbs break and the lights go off one by one. So take us to the next level. First part was shape of electricity. And now, as we mentioned about the stone layer, I became one of the stone and covered the nuclear waste drums. Okay, why? I was recently really impressed uh, by Kafka's metamorphosis. Okay, I also imagined I became a stone on the top of the nuclear waste drums. Okay, it's uh, about agricultures and maybe the stone would see humans are always working, farming and cutting wood with eggs and throwing the stones. So as a stone point of view, people would make these lines. First line is one protest, one stroke. Describe what you're doing in the video. I'm swinging hammer, and then I throw a stroke. And you're doing this all through video. Maybe one way to lead into this is when you were talking about the lightning, you had these beautiful photographs of lightning strikes. And you were telling me the other day that photographers were trying to figure out how you got that image of the lightning because it's very hard to do because you're always looking the wrong way when lightning strikes. But if you have a video of it and at 24 frames a second, you can get an image of the lightning. 
So in the same way you're doing the stroke with the hammer, you have this beautiful picture of the hammer coming down and then this arc behind the hammer. And I imagine the arc, was that also from a series of frames of the video? Yeah, I can write letters with the movement and I can draw a line with the movement. And I know you have a bit of history with calligraphy. Wasn't your father a calligraphist? So you're kind of using video as a way to create calligraphy, a writing style. This is, I think, what the poetry in a lot of your work is, that kind of writing with video. Most important thing is I'm interested in invisible thing, like lightning. After disappearing, we can see nothing. I can say it's a phenomenon. It was there, it's not here, but still it happened. You're creating a record of the invisible. And the second, it's body two, and I can say one dick and one grape. And these are things that you're spelling. You're using stones to spell these on the grass while you have a video camera above you, and it's your body walking around spelling these things. Yeah, at this time, I thought I need to make easily. Let's go comfortable, showing idea, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. So doing something like technique thing, like skill, I thought it's meaningless. So I used thinking as a stone, as a cup cast metamorphosis. I like this image of you becoming the stone. (laughs) Because stones play a big role in this whole project. And describe this one piece. You have four fluorescent bulbs in fixtures in a square. They're lit, and you're throwing rocks at them in a video from above. What's going on with the shape of the square? And then if you're a stone, these stones are also your friends, your family. It's a stone, basic shape of water control rows is square. So basic nuclear power plant shape is square. There's a lot of geometry. So last three years, everything I'm arranging square shape. And I use the same length. It's the longest fluorescent verbs in Korea and in the world. So throw this stone means it's revenge of the stone. Stones really helped people and electric city and people doesn't say thanks stone so they got angry so revenge is seen as a destroying the burbs and electric city so you're fighting back yeah as a stone and what's the title of this piece counter stroke of the stone The media artist with a 10-year career observed four nuclear reactors as well as thermal and hydropower plants. He arranged rocks from a disposal site in Gyeongju on a grassy field in the pattern of electrocardiograms. Water from a power plant is frozen and shaped into a chandelier to play a drum.
So now you took revenge on the fluorescent, the electricity. Yeah. You have this other video. And body three is one death, one leap. And at that time, I was interested in electric city in the body called electrocardiogram. When electric city go into the heart, this shape shows the time one side to the other. And when people leave, make sharp curves. Right. When the EKG is reading, it's creating these peaks. But when people die, just flat. They're flatlining. So electricity can live in our body. So I throw with the stones. And another, this series, I made a wave of life circle of electricity and the human being. Birth, mm -hmm. growing, explosion, getting sick, die, and then disappearing, extinct. People and electricity both go underground. So I think circle of life are same circle. Yeah, it's interesting. If you think of human beings as electrically charged, what happens when our battery runs out? What happens when we're unplugged? And it's sort of similar to what you were saying before, how you can visualize what electricity looks like. And you found it in a lightning strike. And you tried to find it by looking at the inside of the dome of the nuclear plant. But then you look at a human being, and you know there's electricity firing inside that human being, but you can't really see it. But this EKG reading is one way that we visualize the electricity of life. And then you're creating it by shaping stones through this time-lapse video. As you do it, you're changing the arc of the peak, the height of the peak, the width of the peak. And that's all the timing and speed of electricity. In the video, I recorded my heartbeat, calm, and then running five minutes, and then recorded my heartbeat. Yeah, so you really unified the stone with the human body, with electricity. And then okay, I used the whole fluorescent set. The four fluorescent fixtures that yes. you threw stones at? Yeah. Okay, so you, after you crushed the lamps with the stones, you had this excavating machinery with these caterpillar wheels just run over those four fluorescent fixtures. Why did you have it crush them in that way? There is two reasons. One is even worm will turn. Even a worm? Like earthworm will turn when people step on it. Even a worm will turn? Sometimes when big people hit small people, small people resist. Uh -huh. Yeah, we're getting back to protest talk. And it looks like one bug, like big animal step on it and it's like dying, like shaking. So that's why I use this video. So then you took these four flattened fixtures and used those to frame the base of the actual drum piece? Yeah. As a square shape and basic shape of nuclear reactor. So yeah, I used these. And then first reason to use the chandelier was it used electricity. 
its old style of electricity and still its symbol of luxurious. When I assembled this chandelier, it was really labor intensive and there was so many decorative possibilities. If we want decorate, it's endless. Just the way that you combine the glass beads. Yeah, even they can use diamond, gold, silver. You could use plastic too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as a chip. Yeah. Another reason why I choose crystal chandelier is I need to use pure water. Pure water is fascinating. I thought there is no pure thing in the world. Pure is only for philosophers. But I saw real pure water and pure air in the power plant. Eventually, I decided to make ice, and crystal was similar looking like ice. So I used drum, and pure water can make pure sound. But now, you didn't just make ice cubes out of pure water. You, they were a specific shape. Yes. I started just cubic, but it's meaningless. And why I started a nuclear study was nuclear bomb. So I used nuclear missile shape and AK-47 bullet shape. It will melt down naturally. So I hope nuclear weapon will melt down. And then we can use nuclear peacefully and for the next generations. Yeah, I mean, that's what's interesting and what I was saying earlier about the poetry, the way you just described that. is like you have this chandelier, and I mean, this kind of brings the piece all together in a way. You have this chandelier that's creating electricity out of these crystals, but then you're creating these objects out of pure water in the shape of bullets or nuclear weapons and you're hanging them from the bottom of this electricity thing. So you basically have nuclear energy mixed with nuclear warfare, and you're uniting these two uses of what chemists have discovered as the forces of nuclear power, but you're letting the bullets and the weapons drip away so that all we have left is nuclear energy, which is the positive use of what we've discovered. So I propose to bring Trinity like electricity, nature, and human makes pure sound and pure heart. Back to the heartbeat. Yeah. I installed six missiles. Okay, six was meaningful number for me. I used six because loaded handgun. I grew up with Western movie. Like six bullet was kind of symbol. Justice in six bullets. <laughs> Justice and six bullets. Wow. Yeah. That's the Western right there. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't really accept that idea, but when I grew up, my idol was Terminator 2 and Lambo 2 and Rocky 3. That's my childhood to remember. I mean, now we've gotten way beyond six bullets. I mean, Rambo is well beyond six. But still, it's, that's me. Yeah. yeah, that's your memory and what you grew up with, yeah. So how did you create this unifying sound between the electricity and the body? Like, how does the drum come into play? How does the drum play? As much as Kapka, I really like Sir Thomas More. 
he lived in 1530 time. He was a friend with Henry VIII, and he was judge like highest level of justice department. I found him in Tudors, drama Tudors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> TV man. Yeah, <laughs> where we get all our ideas. <laughs> yeah, it was really impressive. He killed more than six protesters because Henry VIII wanted the king's power from Roman Catholic. He wanted to be England king. So Thomas More helped. The first time he denied, but he was cardinal or high rank of Catholic religion. So he finally said, king is high, but God is higher. And eventually he was like, he got cut. They chopped his head off? Yeah. In the drama, it was really impressive. Like he was like saying king is lower than God. And then bravely received the blade. I beg you earnestly to pray for the king. Tell him. I died his good servant, but God's first. So he was the protester. Yeah. He said earlier he killed six protesters, but then he was protesting. Yeah, it was like a special moment for me. The chandelier seems like that. I used the pulley. In the Asian, the antique chandelier go down and up with the rope. You lowered it yeah. and raised it with a rope to... Turn on the candle? Yeah. yeah. Oh, to light the candles. And then they used the hanger, like hanging the rope. And then when they need to go down to turn on and up, they use this. Right. They lowered the chandelier with the rope to light the candles. So yeah, I used that theory and pull down and up like I felt like I'm holding Thomas More's utopian map. I felt like I am a sailor and traveler to get Thomas More's utopian word. His book was really interesting. Everybody knows utopia and he explained like where is utopia, how many people live there, what they eating and very detailed. I feel like it was confirmed. I thought pure water proven by power plant and industry. And I have the map from Thomas More. I got evidence. So I'm sure I will make pure sound. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like an alchemist where you're taking like all these things. You're taking... If I just drumming without any proof, then just sound like drum. But I have from, from industry and the philosopher. Yeah. Then I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're combining all of these pure things. So you can't help but create this pure sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the image, you have drumsticks, but what you're actually doing with the chandelier and the rope to lower it in the way that they used to light candles is you're lowering the chandelier onto the snare drum. So every time the chandelier or the pure water bullets hit the drum, that's the sound you're creating. So you're getting the pure sound by slamming the chandelier into the drum. You're getting that beat. Yeah. I imagine the harmony, like Trinity harmony, human and nature. Dropping water is from nature. 
and melting down its nature. And fuel ice is from industry and science. So like nature and the human being, three things, trinity, sound, harmony. Right. <laughs> Stuff that's created through science. I mean, pure water, it doesn't exist in nature, right? It's artificial. It's a specific term. It doesn't mean like spring water. So pure water is manufactured in the same way that plutonium is manufactured. I mean, it doesn't exist in nature anymore. If an earlier version like plutonium-244 was primordial, it already decayed by now. Uranium you can mine for, but plutonium and many other radioactive materials are all manufactured. Mm -hmm. So you have pure water that's manufactured from a plant, and then you have electricity in the chandelier, and then you have this dripping of melting water, and you're making the chandelier a machine by lowering it. You're forcing the drip. You're slamming utopia into a drum to create this harmonic sound. So after making this, and the sound is similar, like countryside farmhouse and dripping water on the ceiling, and then like stepping on the ceiling. Okay, I felt like in my childhood, I lived like that kind of house. Footsteps in the ceiling from the floor above. Yeah, my brother did that. And also mouse. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's similar with electricity. You can't see it, but you know it's there because you can hear it or there's this evidence of it, but you can't grasp it. So the green one is gripped from my performance. When I made a footage, I drag into the premiere. Then there is a sound waves. That's how I made it. And right next to my performance place, there was U.S. Air Force camp. Usually, American president comes to Korea. They use that airport. And all day, every day, there was fighter jet flying. It was in the middle of the day, but still, so many fighter jets come and go, come and go. So, yeah, so loud, high pitch was fighter jet, and lower pitch was cars. It was next to the highway, rain sound and bird sound. So, they made a manuscript. Maybe next time, I want to play with saxophone. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're saying script, but it's like a musical score that you've created with 15 or 20 lines. And the, the sound is a combination of the fighter jets, the highway, nature. Is it also the sound of the chandelier hitting the drum? Yeah. And when you were lowering the chandelier into the drum, were you thinking also back to this EKG of this sort of rhythm? Yeah. So I showed this to the composer. She said, it's uh, like Naomi script. Before 1500, they use no long, no short, just that, that, that. It has also nice historic ideas. The same time as Thomas More? In her description, it's right before Thomas More, right before Renaissance. After Renaissance, they use like different with some tales. Right, the half notes and quarter notes. And yeah. So, like my hometown, thousand years ago, I'm still there. Yeah, it's interesting how you came full circle through nuclear power to get back to the archaeological site of your hometown, <laughs> which has both nuclear power plants, and then it's also this really historic 
location where all this archaeological stuff goes. And you've created this score. By creating this whole exhibition, in the end you have this score (laughs) that is evidence of the exhibition, but in the same way you were talking about trying to get this visual record of, say, a lightning bolt. Something happened, you know that it happened, and you can see the results of it, but you can't see how it happened, like electricity. We can't watch electricity live. Yeah, we always see a product of it. So basically, if you just had this score somewhere... Yeah, the end of the gallery was the script with the yellow drums. The yellow drum and this script is starting point and the same point, it circles. The yellow nuclear waste yeah. drums, that photograph with the score. It makes this harmony script. Right. So. Like you were saying, each note is just like a black circle. And it's layered in the same way the drums are layered. It's just these yellow circles. Yeah. So I feel like why I made it like that is this black dot covered that yellow canvas to protect people. Right. It's like you were saying with a stone, you were putting yourself as a stone on top of these canisters to cover it as a form of protection. I think what's interesting is the process that happens when we make art is when you first saw those yellow drums, you weren't thinking about any of this. You just thought, huh, that's a pretty interesting image. You don't know why, but you're just really interested in those drums. And then you go from that image and then work through all these other things with stones, with fluorescent lights, with lightning, with excavating machines <laughs> to drums, to chandeliers, to Thomas More, to Kafka, all these things. And then in the end, you have this photograph of these yellow drums where it started, and then this green and black musical score. <laughs> and then there's a soundtrack to it. It's beautiful. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for listening to the Napping Wizard Sessions. This is David Colosi, and you've been listening to my conversation with Muquan Hong. To picture Drum and what we've been talking about, check out his website at hongmuquan.com. The spelling, it's in the description. This Napping Wizard Session was recorded at the Brick Podcast Studio in Brooklyn. Stay tuned for something else. From the production of electricity at power plants to the disposal of nuclear waste, This exhibit highlights how valuable energy is and how we should be thankful for nature's sacrifice.